0: listening
1: to a Sharesies podcast. Dinner talk tour. It's Thursday the 16th of September. You're listening to Recap Made for You by Sharesies.
0: Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation.
1: You are the wind beneath my financial disclaimer.
0: Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
1: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
0: If you're looking for help with your investment choices we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
1: Important stuff to remember there Uh, and hello to Hardy. Hardy who's in Wellington.
0: Hello. Hey, Jose, great to be here. I can confirm that a cold southerly wind is blowing down here.
1: (laughs) As ever it was. Uh, Thanks for that update, Hardy. Appreciate it. And thanks for coming on the show, mate. Lovely too. Oh, no, I left my my, my, my slack open again. That's a dozen. Jeez, turn that off. God, what a great start. Yeah, mate, great to have you here. Thank you so much for, for turning up. Appreciate it. Should we crack on? Let's do it. Okay, so I thought we'd go to Australia first, where the where Australian Pharmaceutical Industries Limited, or API, uh, says it intends to recommend shareholders accept a rejigged takeover bid from West Farmers. Okay, okay, back up. Who who are these two companies? That is a very fair question. So API is a drug wholesaler. It runs a big chain of pharmacies in Australia called Priceline. It also has manufacturing uh, based in New Zealand, making medicines and consumer toiletries, although they are closing their plant in Auckland and uh, intend to leave the New Zealand market over the next two years.
0: And West Farmers, who the heck are they?
1: Good question again. So, West Farmers is actually the company behind a number of names you might be familiar with. They own uh, Target, Kmart, and Bunnings. And they also own heaps of other companies and everything from fertilizer to chemicals to office supplies, just to name a few. Uh, both API and West Farmers are listed on the ASX.
0: Right. I've got you now. So, you said before this was a rejigged takeover bid. From West Farmers. What's the story there?
1: Yeah, so this is the end of a bit of a two month standoff between the two companies. In July, West Farmers basically walked up to API's door unsolicited saying, mate, we want in, we'll buy you for $1.38 per share. Uh, that's basically $687 million. What do you say? API said thanks but no thanks, they argued the offer was undervalued and they couldn't offer due diligence as it wasn't in the best interest of their shareholders.
0: Okay, so something's clearly changed since then.
1: Uh, You'd be right, So, and what has changed is that Westfarmers has basically offered more money. They increased the offer to $1.55 per share and that makes it a $764 million offer. Uh, West Farmers has until October the 16th to undertake its due diligence. All right, next story. I hear there's some uh, electric and motorbike company with big capital raise
0: plans. Is that right, Hardy? That's right, Jose. So New Zealand-founded electric motorbike builder, Ubco, has told its shareholders it plans to raise $40 million in a funding round that would value the company at $140 million dollars. It'll also open a path to a NASDAQ listing.
1: Oh, wow. Big big plans there. Are there any more details?
0: Yeah, so UBCO has come out and said that they're negotiating with um, a group called Jubilee Glory Investments. They're a wealth management firm to lead their upcoming Series B round. And what they're saying is that this will allow UBCO to pursue a listing on the NASDAQ via a SPAC merger deal. Um, and that's a little bit different to what they've said previously. Uh, they had said that they were looking to list on the ASX and NZX, mm. uh, which is what they previously indicated. And there's kind of a third component here is there's also a share buyback going on.
1: All right. So uh, on, on recap, we've talked about specs and we've also talked about share buybacks before, but it's um, you know always a good time to do a bit of a recap. Uh, what exactly are those two things? Hardy?
0: So... A SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company and it's formed to raise money through an IPO or initial public offering to buy another company. Mm -hmm. So at the time of the IPO, the SPACs have no existing business operations or kind of any targets for what they might um, merge or acquire with. Um, And investors in SPACs can be all kinds of people from private equity funds to the general public. And the whole premise is that the SPAC has two years to complete an acquisition or um, they generally have to return their funds to their investors. Um, that time frame can vary uh, slightly, right. but basically it's a quick and easy way to take a company public. Cool. And a buyback, what's that? So a buyback is when a company offers to repurchase some of its shares from existing shareholders, but this buyback is a little different. So Jubilee who had talked about as leading this upcoming investment round are also making an offer to purchase existing shares from other Ubco shareholders at a significant discount.
1: Right, cool. Thanks for all that. So, But uh, what are Jubilee offering?
0: Yeah, so for existing shareholders who don't want to wait or kind of accept any more risk, they are looking to buy back shares for $14.67 each, and that values the firm at about $35 million. So um, when I say significant discount, it's actually an increase to the share price mm. in the last capital raising that was done, but it's significantly less than this $100 million that's being talked about as the upcoming valuation. Yeah. And this is really the only chance um, that shareholders will probably have to sell shares before uh, they go public at some future date
1: right and thanks for that Uh, so so when is this funding round due to happen do we know
0: so there's no info yet i would just say watch this space now that they've uh, announced their intentions
1: yeah it'll be really interesting to see where that story goes thanks Hardy.
0: so jose i take it we have some news on the covid19 vaccine front
1: yes we do and this concerns booster shots and whether or not they're actually useful or not So Pfizer, who makes the mRNA vaccine with its partner BioNTech, says data it's collected from Israel shows a third shot of the vaccine restores protection.
0: Right. So the Pfizer vaccine, which we use here in New Zealand, is a two-jab application. But they're saying we need a third shot?
1: Yeah, they are. So what Pfizer says is that this, what they're seeing in Israel is that the efficacy against an infection wanes over time. Now, the, the vaccine still provides really strong protection, But from what Pfizer is saying, the booster shot seems to restore the efficacy back to 95%.
0: Wow, that sounds great. So what's going to happen then? Will the shot bus be making a third tour of duty?
1: (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe not. There's a lot of discussion and argument and examination around whether that booster shot is actually worthwhile or not. So, for example, there's been a lot of talk about it in the States, where the Biden administration has been really clear it wants to authorise booster shots as soon as possible. But before that can happen, that third shot needs to be approved by the Food and Drug Administration.
0: Right. So what's the FDA saying about this? Well, they're not indicating where they're leaning at the moment. They
1: released the data that uh, Pfizer submitted to them. They say they're also looking at other studies around about the, uh, the waning immunity issue. They've pointed out that the Israeli data came from an observational study rather than a clinical trial, um, which may not be an issue. But sometimes what you get with observational studies is that there's all these kind of biases that may or may not be present. The FDA also said it wasn't yet clear whether there was an increased, increased risk of side effects from the third shot.
0: Right. So what happens next? Well, the FDA meets at the end of this
1: week. Uh, They'll be receiving presentations from outside advisors, including Pfizer. And Pfizer are asking to be allowed to distribute booster shots to people 16 and older across the US. Thank you so much for listening to the show. That was recap for the 16th of September.
0: If you're enjoying what you hear... Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely kakifunno. Mate